we want to be able to trace it, put them out, and just as uh, Congressman COVID, uh, Congressman Louis Gomer says that he doesn't have any symptoms. Um, there could be other people like that. So. Did he call him Congressman COVID? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh man. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. Why did I? I go? got the feeling that something ain't right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Here I am. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle. From with Pacifica you. Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast that's heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. Also in Red Bluff and Redding, California, on KFOI, Round Mountains, KKRN, and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon, on the Central Coast, on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio, on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. In Grand Rapids on WPRR, down in New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, in Janesville, Wisconsin on WADR, in Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF, we have a Minneapolis story and a good one, sort of, coming up for you today. We also stream coast-to-coast coast and around the globe every day on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk, just to name a few. Blanketing Planet Earth, five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. Got a lot of really interesting stuff to get to today. But first, we have to start with a correction. Yes, oh, we yes. try to put our corrections up front um, instead of burying them anyway uh, whenever we can. And, of course, this one is Desi Doyen's fault, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Broadcast listener, uh, Radio Pro, an all-around good egg on the Twitters, uh, known as Radio Doogie. He tweeted me last night after the show, Des, to say, uh, Hey, the Brad blog, that's me, the Tribune-Sinclair merger fell through, which was the biggest exhale of last year. Tribune ended up merging with Nexstar, so I would say that uh, KTLA, a major LA TV station out here, is a Nexstar station, not Sinclair. Now, we discussed with my guest, Zach Pleat of Media Matters yesterday on the program, how the far-right Sinclair Broadcast Group, which owns some 200 local TV stations in more than 100 markets, that they push out right-wing pro-Trump propaganda on their TV stations in about 40% of the country, mostly in the South and Midwest, and, and how insidious that is because it's not uh, Fox News, which everyone knows to be a right-wing wingnut outlet full of Trump propaganda, but this is oftentimes uh, you know, long-trusted local TV news anchors who are forced by Sinclair to advance right-wing propaganda on these local stations. And I think I mentioned 
that uh, since there were no Sinclair-owned stations here in Los Angeles, I didn't know if they were branding themselves as Sinclair or if they're still flying under the radar because people don't know. Uh, who they're watching when they see a Sinclair-owned ABC affiliate or NBC or CBS or Fox affiliate in their hometown. And then Desi Doyen. <laughs> Hi, Des. Hi. You jumped in to say after the interview that indeed Los Angeles' uh, KTLA, where you once worked, had in fact become a Sinclair station. Right, because I was remembering when there was a huge bid that Sinclair had put out for Tribune Media, which owned uh, KTLA Oh, don't at the make time. excuses. Don't and, make excuses. And they had this uh -huh. huge deal, but ultimately that deal was uh, rejected uh -huh. and w did not go through at all, and Tribune ended up being bought by Nexstar Media. So right. I do regret that error completely, but you I have do. to say, um, you know, and I completely missed that it was rejected. I did yeah. not... I did not hear about that at all. So I'm very sorry that I got that wrong, but yes. I am actually very glad to be very wrong about that because that means that Sinclair did not get its grubby hands on KTLA. <laughs> it's a venerable and beloved local news station. And, uh, you know, and it was among the first to pioneer live broadcasts from remote on-site reporting. Oh, you just say that now because uh, you'd like to be hired back and get out of this show. I understand what's anyway, going on. Anyway, they were very—they're very good. Yeah. We—I love them personally, and I want to say thank you to Radio Doogie for delivering that very good news. Thank you for letting I me had, know and correcting that. I had actually uh, replied to uh, him that uh, on Twitter that I'd be very, very hard on you for this egregious error, <laughs> uh, but he replied back, "Don't go too hard on Green News Report. That's you. Uh -huh. uh, please, please," he said. "You're both my newest favorite." show. Aww. So I guess I will let you off the hook this time, Des. Okay. You can thank Radio Doogie for both calling you out and getting you off the hook. Indeed. You, it's good news. You I mean, I'm glad him. to hear it. <laughs> you owe him. You better follow him. You better like everything he does. Anyway, uh, yes, thank you, Des, and thank you, Radio Doogie. Uh, hey, speaking of far-right wingnuts and egregious errors, Here's Texas Congressman Louis Gohmert back in May of this year on the U.S. House floor at the initial height of the coronavirus epidemic, which we have now blown past again. Uh, but here's Gohmert being furious that Nancy Pelosi and House Democrats were going to allow proxy voting in the U.S. House so that members there could maintain social distancing by not crowding into the House, into the chamber to vote, and making uh, the entire House sick at one time in the bargain. Here's Gomert. And let me just read from the Constitution. Thank you very much. Article 1, Section 5. Each House shall be the judge of the election to return to qualifications of his own members, and a majority of each shall constitute a quorum. You can't pass a bill on this floor with proxies and have it upheld unless you change the Constitution, and this doesn't do it. Now, some here say, but if it saves one life, it's worth it. How about the million... Americans who laid down their lives, not for a wishy-washy, oh, maybe we should be afraid of, we might get something and die. They didn't do that in the Spanish flu days. They didn't do it in the Civil War, but now we're going to do it? Come on. There were people that died saying things like live free or die. And now we're going to amend the Constitution with a House rule? That's ridiculous. If you're going to destroy 40 million lives and livelihoods, at least have the courage to come here and do it in person. We got to preserve 
the Constitution, not abuse it with house rule. I yield back. Yeah, that was uh, live free and die. Uh, Congressman Louis Gohmert back in May, just furious about the idea that they were trying to keep House members safe from catching the coronavirus. Well, guess what? Funny thing. Congressman Louis Gohmert, Republican of Texas, tested positive on Wednesday for the coronavirus, forcing him to abruptly cancel his plan to travel to his home state with President Donald Trump aboard Air Force One today. The 66-year-old Gohmert, one of the House's most right-wing members, is often seen without a mask on, as he was in that uh, House, in that furious House speech. Uh, spittle coming down from his chin, I suspect. Uh, He tested positive at the White House today and uh, says uh, that he plans to isolate. Well, actually, he didn't say it. A House Republican aide said he would be isolating. It was not immediately clear where Gohmert went after he left the White House with his virus he is now the uh, at least at least the 10th member of Congress known to have tested positive for the coronavirus, though far and away the most wing nutty. I'm pretty sure I believe uh, he's also the most uh, one of the most outspoken against wearing masks if he didn't feel like wearing a mask. Congressman's positive test raised further questions about the lack of mask and testing requirements At the U.S. Capitol, as members frequently fly back and forth from their hometowns and gather for votes and hearings and news conferences. The Texas Republican was seen without a mask as recently as Tuesday, the day before he was found to have uh, been infected with the coronavirus. Tuesday, during Attorney General Bill Barr's hearing in front of the House Judiciary Committee, a video posted by Hill reporter Olivia Beavers shows the uh, lawmaker walking closely behind Bill Barr, who was also mask free as the AG entered the hearing room. Uh, Gomert is also planning to hold a birthday bash barbecue as a fundraiser event for himself on August 20 in which top donors will be granted a VIP meet-and-greet with the congressman. A VIP invitation to infection. Uh, He should probably add a new category for super VIPs. Uh, If you pay even more money, you don't have to meet or greet him. (laughs) Though uh, Fox News host, by the way, Judge Janine Pirro, uh, Pirro, whatever her name is, uh, she was set as a special guest at the event. You think she'll be there now? Gomert also voted on the House floor on Tuesday and attended a natural ho- uh, House Natural Resources Committee hearing where a staff member could be seen sitting close behind him on the dais as he talked without a mask. Mask wearing is strongly encouraged but not enforced for lawmakers in the Capitol while other workers and law enforcement officers are required to have on masks. There's no required testing. And lawmakers and reporters and staff often ignore health authorities' advice to stay several uh, feet apart, according to AP. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has tried to encourage mask use, and committees have rules requiring the wearing of face coverings in hearing rooms, but there was, there's no mandate for lawmakers to wear masks in hallways or while voting on the floor. Thus, some members of Congress, usually a handful of Republicans, often walk around the Capitol complex without wearing a mask. 
Lawmakers rotated in and out of the seats on the dais as the uh, hearing, the Bill Barr hearing went on on uh, Tuesday. Congressman Matt Gates of Florida, he sat in the very same seat that Gohmert had used during his later round of questioning. It's unclear whether the seats are wiped down between members. I suspect they are not. It did not appear to be so when I was watching the hearing. Or if the microphone cover, I noticed they put these little mm-hmm. cloth. Little hoods mo- on it. Yeah. I uh, don't know if that was changed between them. During the hearing with Barr, the uh, committee chair, Congressman Jerry Nadler, chastised some of uh, the GOP uh, uh, members there for not wearing masks when they weren't speaking though Nadler did not call out Gomert by name. In late June, Gomert claimed that he didn't need to wear a mask because he didn't have COVID-19, even though the purpose behind the masks is to keep asymptomatic people from spreading the virus. But uh, Gomert at the time said he would wear one if he did get infected. Well, at that point, he's going to hopefully be in isolation when he finds out that he got infected. So whether he wants to wear a mask at home, I guess that's up to him. Now, after Politico broke the news that Gomert had tested positive on Wednesday, Politico's Jake Sherman uh, says that they had received an email from a Gomert aide. Yes, someone who actually works for Gomert. The uh, note reads, Jake, thank you for letting our office know Louie tested positive for the coronavirus. So apparently he didn't even tell his own staffers. Uh, when you write your story, the note continues, can you include the fact that Louis requires full staff to be in the office, including three interns, so that, quote, we could be an example to America on how to open up safely, unquote. When probing the office, the staffer wrote, you might want to ask how often people were berated for wearing masks. So, uh, wow. Wow. Uh, Yeah, in one sense, uh, it's amusing, I guess, that uh, Gohmert's got the COVID. In another sense, he's 66 years old, so he's right in the uh, sort of the deadly target zone there. He's definitely in a high-risk group. Yeah, and uh, he was forcing others around him to risk their lives for his politics, even his own staff members. So not quite as funny. Uh, of course, uh, Gomert has led the way in pushing conspiracy nonsense regarding coronavirus. TPM, uh, Talking Points Memo today, has a whole collection of them, uh, which I'll, I'll link to when we post tonight at bradblog.com. It's headlined, From Masking Naysayer to COVID Victim, The Louis Gomert Story. I'll share just uh, one of those stories with you. Uh, this is from uh, April seven. In an interview, Gomert claimed that German healthcare workers were using a, quote, mist to sanitize themselves that not only killed the virus on contact, but also killed any virus that came into contact with it for the next 14 days. He said, quote, it's being used in Germany as a mist. He uh, noted after referring to an Arizona product that he said was similar. Remember back when Donald Trump was going to speak at a Phoenix uh, church and they claimed they had some some magic filtration system that was brilliant. Gomert said healthcare workers go through a misting tent going into the hospital in Germany and it kills the coronavirus completely dead. Not only right then, but at any time in the next 14 days that the virus touches anything that's been sprayed, it is killed, said Gomert. 
Now, a spokesman for a German hospital association after those remarks told PolitiFact that the congressman's claim was, quote, absolute nonsense, or maybe absolute nonsense. Another uh, German, speaking for the German Society of Hospital Hygiene, said the group hadn't heard about this magic powder. Uh, The spokesperson added, thank you for your email. Finally, something to laugh about. So uh, in the same interview, uh, Gohmert also uh, advocated for uh, the president's favorite unproven COVID treatment, hydroxychloroquine, falsely stating that, quote, it's not been known to have side effects. Not been known other than it can kill people, if you consider that a side effect. The uh, COVID conspiracy industry, however, is no laughing matter as much as Gohmert is or can be. Uh, Unfortunately, it's not just a fringe movement. For one, it's being regularly promoted by the President of the United States. And, as we noted briefly on yesterday's broadcast, we are now learning that it seems to be a a very well-funded operation. Well-funded. With dark money from, well, somewhere. We don't know for sure. That's why they call it dark money. Start with the president here. Uh, Donald Trump and his son, Donald Trump Jr., on Monday retweeted a viral video that was yanked by Facebook for pushing, quote, false information about cures and treatments for COVID-19. YouTube and Twitter also pulled the video. As we reported yesterday, Trump Jr.'s Twitter account was temporarily suspended by Twitter for 12 hours for uh, retweeting that video. Uh, But Trump Sr., Donald Trump, was not suspended for some reason. Trump's retweets, however, the retweets in question with these videos, were apparently removed altogether by Twitter. So that happened, at least. The clip um, that they were retweeting was originally posted by the right-wing news site Breitbart, featuring uh, people who identified themselves as doctors speaking in front of the U.S. Capitol building, apparently, on Monday. One was Stella Emanuel, who claims to be a physician in Houston. She said uh, hydroxychloroquine, uh, the malaria drug often touted by Trump, was a cure for COVID-19. Here's part of that clip featuring uh, Stella Emanuel. I came here to Washington, D.C. to tell America, nobody needs to get sick. This virus has a cure. It is called hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and zitromax. I know you people want to talk about masks. Hello? You don't need masks. There is a cure. I know they don't want to open schools. No, you don't need to, people to be locked down. There is prevention and there is a cure. There is a cure. You don't need a mask. We have a prevention and a cure. And it's hydroxychloroquine. And again, this was retweeted by the president of the United States this week, telling people you don't need to wear masks until Twitter had to remove the tweet. A number of scientific studies have determined that the drug was not only ineffective against the novel coronavirus, but that it could cause fatal heart arrhythmia and, yes, death. According to the CDC, there is no drug or therapy presently approved by the FDA to prevent or treat COVID-19. Emmanuel has an unusual background for a self-proclaimed COVID-19 expert, according to HuffPost. Information about her medical background is limited. However, she does serve as the head of Firepower Ministries, which appears to be located in a Houston strip mall. 
and promotes a baptism of fire program that offers, quote, miracles, healings and deliverance. Further digging by The Washington Post shows that Emanuel has a history of uh, making various false statements, including a claim that endometriosis is caused by sex with demons during dreams. Oh, dear. Oh, like it's not. (laughs) On Monday, Emanuel threatened Facebook with God's wrath, saying if my page is not back up, Facebook will be down in Jesus' name, she tweeted. When pressed about the uh, doctor in a news conference at the White House on Tuesday, Donald Trump said Emmanuel was, quote, a very important voice and called her, quote, very impressive. She said that she's had tremendous success with hundreds of different patients. And I thought her voice was an important voice, but I know nothing about her. Don't work yeah, go ahead, Paul. Last week, you said Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Okay, so that was when Donald Trump walked out of the press conference because he couldn't get someone else to ask him a different question. That reporter, whoever that was. Caitlin Collins of CNN. There you go, was trying to press him on this very important voice, this very impressive woman. Uh, In addition, Trump retweeted a post that uh, quotes uh, another doctor who claims infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci, quote, misled the American public. That original tweet was posted by War Room Pandemic, which is a radio show and podcast hosted by Trump's former White House strategist, Steve Bannon. So that's the kind of crap that Steve Bannon is putting out onto the airwaves. In his case, I believe he has a Sirius XM show. So, yes, Sirius XM is also pushing this crap forward. We're not on Sirius XM. Can you tell? Trump retweeted uh, more than a dozen posts on Monday evening plugging hydroxychloroquine. According to Mediaite, uh, his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, also posted uh, inaccurate stuff about the virus on the same day. This is on Monday, Monday and Tuesday. Giuliani tweeted, hashtag hydroxychloroquine works is now proven conclusively. Hmm. It should be used consistently to reduce the already declining mortality rate of COVID-19. Those who suppressed its use are directly responsible for deaths that could have been avoided, said Rudy Giuliani on the same day. Now, Carl Bergstrom, a professor of biology at the University of Washington, retweeted Giuliani's tweet uh, critically. Uh, adding, uh, quote, today has seen a remarkable push of pro-hydroxychloroquine propaganda. The America's Frontline Doctors video on Breitbart, that was the video that was removed, uh, Trump retweeting a claim that it works, now removed by Twitter, massive social media action, Rudy Giuliani below, I don't understand it, he said, but it feels coordinated. Yeah, it did. And I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, The Breitbart video was, in fact, viewed at least 14 million times by Monday afternoon with that woman, Stella Emanuel. Uh, That, according to uh, New York Times reporter Kevin Roos, he said that the number two most engaged post on Facebook that day was the Breitbart video of the group of doctors claiming hydroxychloroquine is a, quote, cure for COVID and that, quote, you don't need a mask. 14 million views in six hours. For scale, he uh, notes, 
that Plandemic video. Remember that a few months ago? Oh, yeah. Uh, also uh, pulled by all of the social media outlets. Uh, Plandemic got 8 million views in a few days. This one got 14 million views in just six hours before it was removed by Facebook uh, for sharing false information about cures and treatments for COVID. Uh, so uh, Facebook is apparently now trying to counteract the damage. They're showing messages to uh, people who viewed the video. They're showing it in their Facebook feed, uh, g giving them uh, myths that have been debunked by the World Health Organization. So as to uh, Carl Bergstrom's spidey sense there that it, quote, felt coordinated on Monday uh, when all of this stuff was happening at once. Well, it looks like he's he's got a pretty good spidey sense. According to NBC News, investigative journalist Brandy Zedrozny and Ben Collins last night, a dozen doctors delivered speeches in front of the U.S. Capitol on Monday to a small crowd claiming without evidence that the coronavirus could be cured and that widely accepted efforts to slow its spread were unnecessary and dangerous. But it was the latest video to go viral. They write from apparent experts, apparent experts, quietly backed, they say, by dark money political organizations. Groups who are evangelizing treatments for or opinions about the coronavirus that most doctors, public health officials, and epidemiologists have roundly decried as dangerous misinformation. This uh, led to Trump Jr. unable to tweet for 12 hours uh, after he was suspended when he when he retweeted this uh, with the uh, text. This is a must watch. So different from the narrative everyone is running with. The uh, popularity of the video, NBC notes, uh, underscores the difficulty in moderating misinformation surrounding the virus when treatments and public health responses have become increasingly political thanks to right-wing Facebook groups and super PACs who are, they report, secretly driving the conversation on social media. They go on to discuss this uh, video with the doctors who are dressed with white coats with stitching on them that says America's frontline doctors. Uh, this uh, and, and the fact that hydroxychloroquine could both prevent and cure the disease despite the FDA warnings against it. Uh, Monday's so-called news conference uh, now uh, with more than 4.3 million confirmed cases of COVID in this country and 150,000 deaths now in the U.S. That uh, video had more speakers than attendees at this so-called press conference. Uh, but that was apparently of little matter because it was live streamed by Breitbart News and spread very quickly initially through the right-wing anti-vaxxer and government conspiracy groups, and then it had reached over 20 million Facebook viewers. So that event that was live-streamed by Breitbart, uh, which used to be run by Steve Bannon, who's been spreading this as well, uh, that event was hosted and funded, it turns out, by the Tea Party Patriots a right-wing political group led by Jenny Beth Martin, the group's co-founder. She spoke at the news conference. The group, which collects funds through two nonprofit groups and a political action committee, so it's essentially next to impossible to figure out where the money really comes from. 
They've raised over $24 million since 2014 to support Republican causes and candidates. They've been uh, critical of measures enacted to slow the spread of the virus before uh, launching this group now, America's Frontline Doctors, and stitching up those fake lab coats. They uh, launched a, a different group called Second Opinion Project, hosting videos of doctors attacking state and local coronavirus uh, efforts. America's Frontline Doctors is led by a group of 10 doctors of varying specialties. According to its website, the uh, leader of the group, Dr. Simone Gold, is is uh, a concierge immediate needs physician who offers pri private medical consultations, according to an archive of her recently deleted professional website. I wonder why she decided to delete her professional website. Uh, along with uh, America's frontline doctors, Gold has uh, been the face of two other contrary medical websites registered since the coronavirus began. She was also uh, the first of over 400 supposed doctors to sign a letter to the president in May warning that state lockdown efforts would lead to, quote, millions of casualties. So to be clear there, she was saying that the lockdown would lead to millions of casualties. This group, uh, America's Frontline uh, Doctors, whatever they're calling themselves, was uh, was was set up. The website was set up just about two weeks ago out of nowhere and they're already running a video with 20 million views really in april uh, this woman gold uh made several videos answering questions about covid19 while standing outside of cedar sinai medical center here in los angeles wearing a, la a white lab coat at that time emblazoned with uh, the words emergency department in a tweet, however, uh, Cedar sinai said that Gold was not on its staff or affiliated in any way with the hospital. So uh, this is, uh, <laughs> yes, it is well-funded. Someone is behind this. Someone is putting a whole damn lot of money and resources into this all at once, trying to make this case. And yes, it appears to be the same person who brought on the Tea Party hoax so many years ago. Uh, apparently, the group did not, uh, the Americans, America's frontline doctors did not respond to an email request from NBC, but AP reported back in May that CNP Action had discussed recruiting doctors who were willing to push narratives about reopening the economy before safety benchmarks were met. This was during a May 11 phone call. CNP Action is part of an alliance of right-wing think tanks called Save Our Country Coalition, which previously hosted viral liberate uh, Michigan, liberate Minnesota videos, uh, Facebook videos and events back in April, urging protesters to rally in the streets that had adopted social distancing restrictions. So, yeah, it's all the same dark money, political puppet masters all over again pushing this crap. Same folks that were behind the phony Tea Party nonsense, uh, now uh, buying a bunch of you know, suckers to push people to make claims on behalf of Trump and the Republicans to pretend that we don't have a major deadly global pandemic on our hands because, you know what, it's 97 days out from the presidential election. And actually, when all of that stuff happened on Monday, that was when we hit the 100 days before the election mark. I wonder if that was planned. 
Even now that Texas congressman and denialist wingnut loon Louis Gohmert has been officially uh, diagnosed uh, as being infected with coronavirus, he's still hanging on to the conspiracy theories. The stuff that was retweeted by Trump and Trump Jr. and removed uh, from Twitter and Facebook and YouTube that masks, that masks actually cause COVID-19. I think that was from the Plandemic uh, documentary initially uh, brought by the uh, virology expert Judy Mikovits. Who's been discredited. Yep. Uh, she's been circulating that claim for months. And now a Louis Gohmert, even infected, is still circulating it. I can't help but wonder if by keeping a mask on and keeping it in place that if I might have uh, put uh, some germs, some virus, some of the virus onto the mask and breathed it in. I don't know, but I got it. We'll see what happens from here. But the reports of my demise are uh, very premature. So, you know, as loony as he is, uh, we do wish Louis Gohmert well and his family and his staff uh, who were forced to hang around with him without masks in close quarters. We do wish him well. It is both funny and horrible in truth, mostly just horrible. As this column forwarded to us by our friend and, and loyal uh, listener D.R. Tucker at the Dallas Voice, uh, this is written by Tony Green, uh, headlined, A Harsh Lesson in the Reality of COVID-19. Uh, it makes it very clear. Uh, he writes, imagine the sound and vibration of an old-fashioned electric heater going through your whole body. Imagine gasping for air with every step you take. Imagine rubbing icy hot all over your head to soothe a painful headache. Imagine your eyes in a bowl of water while you're still seeing through them. Imagine collapsing and waking up in the ER only to find out COVID-19 attacked your central nervous system and the doctor had just saved, your, saved you from a stroke. If that's uh, were the worst of it, he says, it would be bad enough. But that's not the worst of it. Full disclosure, he writes, I am a gay conservative. Someone that often juggles persecution for my sexuality while being true to my values. Such a combination requires a lot of tenacity to earn respect from either group. He says, I admit I voted for Donald Trump in 2016. I admit traveling deep into the conspiracy trap over COVID-19, all the defiant behavior of Trump's more radical and rowdy cult followers I participated in, he writes. I was a hard ass that stood up for my, quote, God-given rights. In great haste, I began prognosticating the alphabet soup about this, quote, scamdemic. I believe the virus to be a hoax. I believe the mainstream media and the Democrats were using it to create panic, crash the economy and destroy Trump's chances at reelection. And so, believing the pandemic to be a hoax, my partner and I hosted family members on Saturday, June 13. On Sunday, June 14, I woke up sick. By Monday, June 15, my partner and my parents were all sick. That same Monday, my in-laws traveled to witness the birth of their first grandchild. They took with them my father-in-law's mother and one of my partner's sisters. That night, my father-in-law became ill. Then my mother-in-law and their daughter began feeling sick, so they cut their trip short. Two days later, my father-in-law's mother got sick. The new mommy and daddy, they got sick too. We all tested positive for COVID-19, only the newborn was spared. 
My father-in-law and I uh, both went to the hospital on June 24. The virus had attacked my central nervous system, and the staff stopped me from having a stroke. My father-in-law's mother was admitted a day later. On July 1, she died of COVID-19. The chaplain wanted the family to break the news to my father-in-law, and he learned how his mother lay on her deathbed and then drifted off without any family by her side, even though he was in the room next to hers. On the day of her funeral, July 14, five more of our family members tested positive for the virus. That evening, my father-in-law was put on a ventilator. You cannot imagine the guilt I feel, he writes, knowing that I hosted the gathering that led to so much suffering. You cannot imagine my guilt at having been a denier, carelessly shuffling through this pandemic, making fun of those wearing masks and social distancing. You cannot imagine my guilt at knowing that my actions convinced both our families it was safe when it wasn't. For those who deny the virus exists or downplay its severity, let me assure you the coronavirus is very real and extremely contagious. Before you even know you have it, you've passed it along to your friends, your family, your co-workers, and your neighbors. The next time you're put out because your favorite spots are closed or because they won't let you enter without wearing a mask and you decide to defy them rather than comply before you're, because you're defending your rights and freedoms from being trampled, just remember your family and friends may be next. Is that too harsh? Try imagining someone you care about on life support. Try being the one to pick the only 10 people allowed to attend a funeral for a loved one. But don't fret, you've got time to ponder because the mortuary is booked for at least a week. Now imagine one more thing, he writes. That pool party, the mixer of, or family reunion you're pushing for resulting in you being cold and alone in a hospital bed fighting for your life. Imagine the only human contact you feel is a stranger's rubber glove giving you medication, checking your vitals and changing your diaper. That is exactly what happened to our family. To ignore or question the validity of this virus, its contagiousness, or the consequences of selfish attitudes is, at this stage, completely stupid. He says, I am calling myself out first, but now this is personal, and I fell on my sword, and I promise you, if we continue being more worried about the disruption to our lives than we are about stopping this virus, not one American will be spared. Not one, writes Tony Green at the Dallas Voice. So other than that, let's take a quick break. Come back with something a little less sad, but still perhaps equally frightening uh, about the real conspiracy to take down this country. It ain't COVID, but it does uh, answer a question about the mysterious umbrella man that we reported on way back at the beginning of the George Floyd protests in Minneapolis. Apparently, we now know who he is. And yes, he appears to be exactly what we thought that he was. That's next on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman.
Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Right, right. You're bloody well right. You got a bloody right to say. Welcome back. Right, right. You're bloody well right. And you know you got a we right are, to uh, say. We were right about the right wing involved in this. Well, anyway, uh, Republicans <laughs> have convinced themselves that Antifa is taking over America. But that's because they're dumb and they're brainwashed and they're gullible. And uh, those who aren't dumb and brainwashed and gullible, who know better, they're just insidious enough to use them as an excuse to use Antifa as an excuse because they'd rather not confront the real cause of much of the violence and looting, etc., that we have seen uh, occasionally during the protests against police violence and systemic racism following the uh, police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Welcome back to the broadcast, by the way. Oh, did I forget to say (laughs) that? Did I say who I am? No. Oh, Brad Friedman. Uh, Anyway, uh, so it's being reported... Uh, that uh, that Trump's federal goon squad is uh, finally being pulled out of Portland after they uh, showed up and intensified the violence there. But I want to wind the clock back a little bit to the very first mass protest after the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis to get a better picture of how we got here. And it wasn't Black Lives Matter or Antifa who 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 did it. Despite Trump and Fox News and corrupt Attorney General Bill Barr pretending that leftist anarchists are driving the various violence that we have seen pop up at mostly peaceful protests around the country. Uh, Well, there may be anarchists there, but uh, a lot of them ain't leftists. Not by a long shot. So, okay, remember at the very beginning of the George Floyd protests, I reported on this video of that white guy dressed in all black with a gas mask on, carrying an umbrella in the middle of the day, even though it was not raining and there had been no tear gas had been used on the protests at that point. Remember that? Uh, They had not yet turned violent in any way. Uh, He casually walked down the street in front of an AutoZone store, smashing one window after another after another. Just walked down the street, boom, had a hammer in his hand, boom, boom, boom. Protesters had tried to stop him, asking what the hell he was doing, but he, the guy slipped away, and Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison tweeted out the uh, video of the guy uh, with, along with the, the comment, quote, This man doesn't look like any civil rights protester I have ever seen. Looks like a provocateur. Can anyone ID him? Well, uh, that was way back when, uh, and uh, the auto zone after that was uh, burned down, I think, that night, uh, and it helped to kick off days of violent protests and looting in Minneapolis. Well, it looks like the Umbrella Man has now been ID'd, and yup, it appears that, in fact, he was a provocateur, a right-wing provocateur, according to the Minneapolis Star-Tribune. A masked man who was seen in a viral video smashing the windows 
of a South Minneapolis auto parts store during the George Floyd protests, earning him the moniker Umbrella Man, is suspected of ties with a white supremacist group and sought to incite a ra- uh, sought to incite racial tension, according to police. A Minneapolis police arson investigator said the act of vandalism at the Auto Zone on East Lake Street helped spark a chain reaction that led to days of looting and rioting. So it worked. The store was among dozens of buildings across the city that burned to the ground in the days that followed. Sergeant Erica Christensen wrote in a search warrant affidavit filed in court this week, quote, this was the first fire that set off a string of fires and looting throughout the precinct and the rest of the city until the actions of the person I ha- uh, I've been calling Umbrella Man. The protests had been relatively peaceful, she writes. The actions of this person created an atmosphere of hostility and tension. I believe that the individual's sole aim was to incite violence, writes Sergeant Christensen. Uh, police identified Umbrella Man thanks to a tip that came in via email just last week, according to Christensen. The Star Tribune could not independently verify the police account, which has so far only surfaced uh, in the search warrant. It isn't uh, the, the paper isn't naming the man because so far he has not been charged with a crime. Other media outlets, however, are doing so as uh, he is named in the police report as Mitchell Wesley Carlson. Carlson, according to the uh, Star Trib, uh, has a criminal history that includes convictions of domestic violence and assault. Uh, At least two people died in the subsequent riots that occurred after his action there. The uh, riots eventually spread and caused roughly uh, $500 million in damage in the Twin City areas. A widely shared live stream from uh, May 27, two days after Floyd's death, showed the man walking casually along the uh, former site now of the auto zone, breaking its windows with a four pound sledgehammer. Before that, police say the man who was clad head to toe in black and carrying a black umbrella had spray painted on the double front doors of the store, quote, free stuff for everyone's zone. He didn't use the word stuff, but you got the idea. So free stuff for everyone's own smashes the windows, inviting uh, looters to come on in, which they did. At the time, the activists seized on the footage as proof that outside provocateurs were trying to derail what had been mostly peaceful demonstrations. Sergeant Christensen wrote in the affidavit that she watched, quote, innumerable hours of videos on social media platforms to try to identify the man to no avail. Investigators then finally got a break when a tipster emailed uh, the Minneapolis police identifying him as a member of the Hells Angels biker gang who, quote, wanted to sow discord and racial unrest by breaking out the windows and writing what he did on the double red doors. A subsequent investigation revealed the man was also an associate of the Aryan Cowboy Brotherhood, a small white supremacist prison and street gang based primarily in Minnesota and Kentucky. Andy Shoemaker, a former St. Paul police officer who has investigated criminal motorcycle gangs, said the Aryan Cowboys are basically a farm system, a minor league for the Hells Angels. 
Leaked intelligence briefings, according to the Star Tribune, show that the show that federal authorities were monitoring the movements and online activity of white nationalists and other extremist groups that descended on, uh, on the city during the riots. Another leaked memo suggests that local biker gangs were taking advantage of the unrest to step up their drug trafficking in the metro area and that bikers associated, quote, associated with white, racially motivated, violent extremists had discussed inciting riots while posing as members of the anti-fascist group Antifa. Now, funny thing... But for all the talk about Antifa that I've heard on Fox News and from Donald Trump and from all of these Republicans, none of them seem to mention this. None of them seem to mention that there's actually leaked information from federal authorities saying that uh, that these white supremacists were actually discussing inciting riots while posing uh, as Antifa. No, instead, we're just sending out federal troops to uh, take down these uh, these these crazy rioters, Antifa, anarchists, these leftist anarchists all around the country, as they're being described. Justin Terrell, the executive director of the Council for Minnesotans of African Heritage, said conversations around Floyd's death and the ensuing riots are important, but they often fail to account for the persistence of structural racism. He said, I think at the end of the day, we need to start dealing with those issues because I think this umbrella man, he is a rotten piece of fruit at the farthest branch of the tree. But we've got to get to the roots, he said. Yeah, some of those roots right now, I'm sad to say, are uh, serving in the White House, are serving at the very head of the Department of Justice. Police, by the way, also contacted uh, connected, I should say, the uh, 32-year-old uh, uh, Carlson to a widely publicized incident. And again, Carlson has not yet been charged, at least as we go to air, with any crimes, but they have uh, connected him to a widely publicized incident in uh, Stillwater, Minnesota, late last month, in which a Muslim woman was confronted by men wearing white supremacist garb Minneapolis resident Sophia Rashid's account of the harassment in which the gang members intimidated her and her four-year-old daughter while they were out to eat in the city of Stillwater. That was widely shared online. Wait staff eventually had to escort Rashid and her daughter to their car. Good Lord. She wrote on Facebook on Tuesday after this news of Umbrella Man broke. Uh, she wrote, hmm... It's almost like we should have been heavily tracking and monitoring extremist white supremacy groups instead of giving them the legal equivalent of a hall pass. On Wednesday, Rashid told the Sahan Journal that she felt that media and law enforcement had largely dismissed her concerns after the Stillwater incident. She told the journal the minimization of what happened to me by the police by the news, by my fellow citizens. Look what these guys did. Why didn't you listen to me? Why aren't you listening to people like me? Good question. Maybe we ought to start doing that some more. 
Quick break, and we're back with, oh, something like lighthearted. Do we have some Randy Rainbow <laughs> in the box, Desi Doyen? <laughs> yes, we do. I think we could use one at the end of today's pr uh, particular show. That's coming up next on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the Bradcast. But we need your help to do it. If you enjoy the show and or get something from it, please give back a bit, if you can, by visiting us at bradblog.com donate. Your support helps Desi and me continue to bring you real, independent, progressive news five days a week over your public airwaves. We simply can't do it without your help, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today to make a one-time donation or, even better, automated monthly support. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you can rest easy knowing that we'll be here every day making sense of it all, or at least trying to. That's bradblog.com slash donate, and thanks. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Yeah. And what's on the other side? Yeah, apparently I need some Muppets today <laughs> just to get through after a show like this one. Well, even better than that, not just uh, the Muppets and the Rainbow Connection. We actually have Randy Rainbow uh, to help play us out today. I've been trying to get to this for a few days. I think we could all desperately use it. The latest Randy Rainbow. I don't know, doctor. I've never tried therapy before, let alone over Zoom or whatever. But I, I just have really been going through a rough time with this pandemic. You know, and I know uh, you're not a shrink, but I, I just didn't know who else to go to. I mean, my country is a mess. I'm not even talking to it right now. I haven't had a haircut in like five months. I mean, I know I still look great. Thank you. But I just feel there's no leadership. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the president is even attacking you. Can't you stop him? I don't have the qualifications to do that. I can only give people advice from the standpoint of public health. Dear darling Dr. Fauci, we know you're smart as hell. You're certainly no slouchy. You made it through Cornell. You fought some bad infections. But now you've hit a wall with the worst infection of them all. Anthony Fauci, so calm and precise. Your raspy voice is sexy and your glasses are nice. You follow the science on facts, you're a lie. You only want us not to die. What a guy. What a guy, what a guy, what a lovely guy. Like he only wants us not to die. Dr. Fauci's made some mistakes. Sir, COVID cases continue to rise. Why would your administration try to discredit the nation's leading expert on infectious diseases? It is what it is. Dear Donald, you're satanic. You should have stayed in Queens while we're in full-on panic. You hawking friggin' beans. The doctors try to save us, but you push them away. Wear your mask and just shut up, okay? Hey, <laughs> Anthony Fauci, he's dragging us out. Forget the mask, just slap some masking tape on his mouth. 
While you help protect us, he prays it'll pass. He only covers his own ass. His fat ass. His own ass. <laughs> his own ass. His own big fat ass. All he tries to save is his own ass. Ivanka Trump finding herself accused of violating federal ethics laws. She shared a photo endorsing Goya. Ooh. Bunker, take your Goya and blow it out your can. I know this might annoy ya, but we ain't got a plan. Your daddy wants to kill us. Your husband's even worse. Help Ivanka, quick, design a purse. Boy, Anthony Fauci, their strategy sucks. They slander all the experts and promote all the schmucks. And still some are buying the garbage they sell. Please save us, Fauci, we're in hell. We're in hell, we're in hell, we're in hell, we're in hell, hell, hell. No, like God. We're all in hell. Uh, the science should not stand in the way of this. Our schools are extremely important. They're essential and they must reopen. Yes. Hey, Kaylee, you're a dipstick. And please don't take offense. Have you been eating lipstick? You're making zero sense. You're pushing propaganda. You're acting like a snob. Love your hair, girl. Do your freaking job. Please, Anthony Fauci, we're all at a loss. We can't rely on Barbie and Cruella DeVos. He's winding them up and they're playing his tunes. They're all unethical buffoons. They're buffoons, they're buffoons, they're buffoons. They're all shameless goons. They're depraved, unethical buffoons. In a way, we're creating trouble. The trouble is this lady. The trouble is he's mean. The trouble is he's shady. The trouble is this queen. The trouble <laughs> is she's useless. The trouble's there's no plan. Dr. Fauci, you're the one we stand. G. Anthony Fauci, we're down on our knees. Hey, girl. Because no one at the top can help us stop this disease. Please, Anthony Fauci, hasn't a clue. Thank you very much. G. Anthony Fauci, we love you. probably think I'm crazy. I'm convinced of that. <laughs> Once again, Randy Rainbow saves the day. Yep. Oh, God. What we couldn't get through this without him, frankly. <laughs> I, I I couldn't. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, uh, Randy Rainbow. Thank you very much, Desi Doyen, yep. our producer, and thanks to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. Uh, we hope we made it worth your while. I know it was a little rough in the first oh forty-five or fifty minutes, but hey. Randy Rainbow at the end. So there you go. <laughs> if you missed any portion of today's show or any other, download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. That is made possible by those of you who help support what we try to do every day over your public airwaves by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. We are 100% listener supported. No, unlike Steve Bannon, we don't have a show on Sirius XM, so we count on you, our listeners, and we find telling you the truth works better than lying to you like Bannon does over on Sirius XM. Did I mention I'm not on there? Uh... <laughs> anyway, yes. uh, okay, you can drop me an email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com on the Facebooks and the Twitters. I am simply the Brad Blog. We'll see you there until we see you here next time, which I hope is tomorrow. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. <laughs> <laughs>